Welcome to the show, Paul George, Adam Cock. Great to be with you today, my friend. So good to be with you. Back to back shows. I mean, we haven't missed a week in a week. <laughs> it's a new record. <laughs> it's a new world record. <laughs> you got to fight for your right to Paul George. Have you ever That's been to the thing. rodeo? Have yeah. You ever, like, like a real rodeo? Yeah, like twice. Okay. It was awesome. It's like the announcers at rodeos are different than any other announcer, like for any other sporting events. Mm-hmm. You know, so when you said world record, like they would announce it more like it's a new world record. <laughs> like, Welcome to the rodeo. <laughs> it's kind of strange. That's awesome. But I'm actually encouraged by the show. Are you? Yeah, because I don't hear a ton from listeners. Mm-hmm. Maybe they don't know how to find us. Um, but I ran into someone who listens to the show on uh, the podcast. Mm hmm. And uh, she was like, just don't stop doing it. It's great. It just, you know, and I was like, really? Like, <laughs> okay. Like, for real? Because <laughs> I was getting discouraged. Yeah. You know, because like when you, you don't know if what you're doing is worth it or it's doing good, you get discouraged. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever been discouraged. Oh, totally. Life, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so you're just like, well, maybe I don't, you know, whatever. And you just kind of think. Maybe I shouldn't, or, you know, we all deal with discouragement in our life. Like that's, that's kind of, you know, part of life and you don't want to sit in discouragement, but sometimes discouragement is a reality. So then you're like, okay, well, what do we do? But she's like, just keep doing it because it's great. (laughs) It's a new world record. And when people encourage you like that, like it just makes sense at the moment, you know? I mean, you spend hours and hours maybe being discouraged, but then like one little comment, a little thing and you're like, Huh, maybe maybe she's right. <laughs> yeah, because I think, honestly, like, here's the reality. We all want people to believe in us. Mm. Like, we do. Like, from the time we're kids, we're like, hey, watch this, look at this, look at me. We want people to see us and believe in us. And that doesn't go away even when we get older. You know, we, even in our marriages, like, we want our spouse to believe in us, to to encourage us and you know if we're in relationships where we're we're just discouraging each other and we're not encouraging one another it, it becomes a real downer yes it's you know? horrible it it kills our human heart um i love the word encourage because the root obviously is courage right and yes it's the idea is like to give courage to someone i mean what a cool human thing to do right like you you will walk away from this with more courage because i interacted with you today I mean, that's a very cool thing to do for another human being. And it's really a Christian commandment. I mean, we are to encourage one another. This is part of our love for one another is that we don't walk away with the person more discouraged than they were before they talked to us. Right. I mean, it's a simple idea, but this is, I mean, it's a pretty important concept, I think, and commandment. Yeah. I mean, so you have discouragement, encouragement, and then you have courage. Mm-hmm. And I think they're all connected. You know, we're going to kind of dive into that a little bit today. I think you know, just in in different ways. But um, let's do it. Have you seen? What did you say? That is so interesting. Oh, for real though. Um, yeah. So I'm for real. <laughs> <laughs> Are you? Yeah, totally for real. Yeah. So um, have you seen this thing called TikTok? Yes. Okay. So if you don't know about TikTok, I'm not on TikTok, or you don't make a TikTok, you make a TikTok. Yeah. So it's it? it's a it's now like a, a new wave of you know social media mm. app where you you make a video mm-hmm. to a song or some something silly and it's short. So instead of now like an Instagram picture or a Snapchat picture, it's a short video that's fun with music, and so um, you can become TikTok. Famous. Ooh. That's sort of like the new thing. Nice. So if you get a certain amount of views, then it gets to a certain level, you become TikTok famous. Wow. Yeah. So what, what kind of video would become TikTok famous? Like just dancing? Yeah, but then there's like, you, you know, they put music to it and then they edit it to like where there's like funny things that are happening and there's, you know, different core. Choreography to it. I don't know. It's just it's kind of silly, but um, you know, in a in a recent poll, I was reading about young people, and the majority of 
people who are on TikTok are um, young people, young folks, right? Mm -hmm. The recent study showed that uh, 90% of young people polled said their number one goal in life was to be rich. And are you the, serious? Yeah. 90%? 90%. And their second goal in life was to be famous. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's so discouraging. So 90% <laughs> of young people said their number one goal in life was to be rich. And 50% of kids said their second goal in life was to be famous. So to be rich and famous, you know, if that makes any, any sense. So I don't know, the study, it was... You know, so it relates to TikTok because it's like now it's like a version like you, you, the idea of becoming rich and famous is like you have more control over it when you're young because you can do all these things, you know, but mm -hmm. it, it is kind of discouraging because the reality is that every study that's out there also says that um, becoming rich or famous doesn't make you more happy. Right. Right. So we're, we're kind of in this dichotomy of like, you know, wanting to achieve all these things. And yet when we get those things, it doesn't bring us the satisfaction that we thought it would. Yeah. And we live this every day. I mean, how much, how many hours do we spend a day doing the things that are really not the most important? Right. So it's, it becomes discouraging, you know, when we, you know, we're living this life and we're, we're seeking these things and we're trying to you know, whatever, achieve and have success. And then we get to those point and it, we're still the same person, you know, mm -hmm. and we, we become discouraged. Right. And it really takes, I don't know. It, it takes a lot of courage to do things differently for different reasons Yes, in our world today. Yeah. Change takes courage for sure. Um, because I mean, courage really is this, this force in us that pulls us toward what's right and good despite its difficulty. Like right. it's going to be hard. It's going to be tough. Um, but it's worth doing. And so it's this, it's this energy in us, this force that says nothing's going to get in our way mm -hmm. from the right thing, from the good thing, from the thing I know needs to happen. And there's a lot in our culture today, in our life, in our world where we have to be courageous to do the right thing despite the cost, despite the effects, um, because it's the right thing to do. So we live in a time where just being Christian, you have to be one of courage. I mean, that's every time in 2,000 years, Yeah. by the way. It's not just like, oh, now we have to be so courageous. I mean, think about all the martyrs and persecuted Christians. Obviously, courage was important. We have to be courageous Christians as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think a lot about when I think of courage and I think of this culture— you know, we really, we need everyone to have courage, all of us, you know, men and women. But thinking particularly for men, like this idea of Christian courage, uh, the courage of Christ is, is, is different. Because for, for a lot of men, and particularly men that I talk to, even my own life thinking is, you know, w we can have a lot of courage to, you know, we can go hunting and being in the middle of the woods, mm -hmm. right, and not be afraid you know, be out in the middle of the ocean, deep sea fishing, or we can climb an oil rig and, you know, we could uh, jump out of an airplane and, <clears throat> you know, we can have the courage to uh, step into a boardroom or a meeting and, uh, you know, make money and seek power and success. And like, we, we find like these ways that we just, we just have a courage, right? Mm -hmm. uh, we could play a sport and run through a wall and drive a car fast and put on a helmet. And, you know, it's like all these ways that you look in the culture saying, you know, these men have courage. And yet oftentimes it's like the places we need courage the most, we don't like the courage to go home and love our wife and kids or yep. the courage to uh, take my wife on a weekend or a marriage conference and invest in it because we feel inadequate. We feel when we feel vulnerable and inadequate, then we, what ends up happening is we feel discouraged and courage exits. And so what you find is like this, this side of men that have this courage to do these things in the world. And yet the other side does it. Mm -hmm. And it's filled with like discouragement and inadequacy and feeling like they, they don't add up or have enough or, you know, we can't, or we don't have what it takes. And, and it's this, it's this weird, 
it's this weird back and forth. Does that make any sense at all? Yeah, totally. And I mean, God designed the world to depend on manly courage. I mean, think about this just on the natural level, human nature communally and in within marriages that God designed depends on manly courage. I mean, think back to the garden. The first failure of the garden was that the devil was close enough to Eve to talk to her. Whose fault was that? Right. It was a lack of manly courage. Yeah. Their relationship, their society depended on the man being courageous enough to stand up to evil and not let it come in and influence his family, his his marriage and in his community. And to step in, right? In and that moment. And, and why though? Why? Because he felt inadequate. Mm. He, he didn't know what to do or how to handle the situation or, or the he conversation might die. or he might die. And look, honestly, like when I think about that, I'm like, oh man, I've felt that way before. Right. I felt like, man, I don't know what to say or what to do or how to handle this situation or this is getting kind of tense or vulnerable mm-hmm. or I've never been in this situation before in my life. So what do I do? You know? We can all relate to discouragement. I think that's why we appreciate courage, right? When we see a brave person, we don't just think, oh, they're just doing what they're supposed to do. We think, oh, that's a hero, right? Like, it is hard to be courageous. It's hard to stick to what's right when it costs us, when we could die, when we don't feel adequate. And we see heroes as the ones that that have that courage. And I would challenge every man to consider this. Jesus builds the church dependent on manly courage right just like the natural order is dependent on manly courage mm-hmm. and when it f- when it fails like an adam literally think the world goes to hell right so the church depends christ depends on manly courage and by the way he is the first right. his courage his manly courage literally is the foundation of this whole operation but he's not the only one, you know, like this manly courage of Christ should inspire and, and he, his graces, he wants to give graces through the act of manly courage throughout the church's history. Absolutely. All right. So we're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to talk about four ways that we can grow in courage. I can't wait. Seriously. This is going to be courageous. It's Paul and Adam will be right back. The Paul George Show is made possible in part by our partners at Solidarity HealthShare. Solidarity is the Catholic solution to the healthcare problem. Are you paying too much for your healthcare cost? Solidarity HealthShare is a healthcare sharing ministry which provides an ethical way to fund healthcare costs while protecting and practicing our Catholic beliefs. Best yet, Solidarity HealthShare's members are exempt from the fines and penalties in the Affordable Care Act. Visit SolidarityHealthShare.org. That's SolidarityHealthShare.org. Welcome back to the show. Great to be with you guys today. Thanks for listening in on radio or podcast. Uh, here with Adam Conk, talking art of living, talking about courage, discouragement, mm-hmm. and encouragement. Like, honestly, how do we how do we grow in, in those areas? Have you... Have you ever been discouraged in your life? Totally. Right? Like totally. Like in, it, and it could be in all areas of our life. So let's not pretend. Like discouragement can be in work. Mm-hmm. Discouragement can be in friendships. Discouragement can be in our marriage. Discouragement can be in our fatherhood. In our prayer in, life. In our parenthood. Mm-hmm. Discouragement can be in our spiritual life. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't experienced discouragement, you're probably not very self-aware. Yes. You know, because it's just... We all experience it. And you're not facing it. And I want to encourage you today that when you experience discouragement, it's not like you're doing something wrong or you're at fault because courage is a reaction. It's it's more something you experience than something you make for yourself. You know, like, and when you get discouraged, there are things you can do and we'll go over those. I can't wait to hear your four steps of, of encouragement, but don't be discouraged that you have discouragement. Right. Like, there's nothing wrong with you. This is a human thing. And God puts things in your life to encourage you. And so... uh, And he puts people. Right. And the thing is, is the way, you know, we grow in courage, and this is not one of the four, by the way, um, (laughs) is... This is a bonus. We have the right people in our life, including Mm -hmm. our spouse, that encourage us to be who we're called to be. And when we're encouraged, we grow in courage. When we're encouraged, we grow in courage. Mm Mm-hmm. And I find that oftentimes in my life or, you know, in people I'm working with or talking to is 
they don't have that type of encouragement. I believe in you. You can do this. And we'll get more into that. So do you want to dive into the Let's four? Let's do it. I can't wait. <laughs> Encourage me, brother. <laughs> well, this is ways, you know, to, to grow in courage. And um, the first one is this. And I tell, I tell guys this all the time. And, and men and women can relate to all of these. But we're going to kind of put this in the context of, of men, okay, and, and kind of, you know, get right to it, is I, I tell guys all the time the first step is just show up. Mm-hmm. Like, show up. And, and, like, that's the first step. Like, show up, right? So you show up at work, right? Yeah, just show up. And, and then you know what to do? Yes. And then I know what to do. And if you don't know what to do, what do you do? I ask someone or I learn or, or then I get fired if I don't, right? So men know the art of showing up. But what ends up happening is that the places where it's hard to show up is that we don't show up because mm-hmm. we feel inadequate. We feel like we don't know what to do or what to say, right? Uh, for Adam and Eve, like, like just show up. Like stand in between evil and the woman, right? Just show up. Uh, the day I got married, uh, guess what I did? <laughs> what? I showed up. Yeah. So did you, right? Or you wouldn't have gotten married. Mm-hmm. Right now, when I got married, the day I got married, did I have all the answers for marriage? No. Did I know what tomorrow would bring? No. Did I have the the best marriage preparation? No. Uh, did I know how to raise kids when I first got married? No. I still don't. Um, did I know a lot? No. I didn't know. What I did know is that I was supposed to show up that day, mm-hmm. and that the next day I would learn, and I would learn again. Right. And so I think oftentimes we don't show up because we feel like we don't know what to do when we show up. The best leaders who have courage are people who are just present, right? And you think about moments of despair in people's lives, and and then they come to you and be like, thank you so much for what you did. And you're just like, what did I do? And they were like, you were there. Mm -hmm. You just showed up, right? Yeah, commitment is an interesting word, commit. It's really to be sent with. And as a Christian, showing up is not just a pleasant idea. It's a fidelity to Christ. Because we are, when we are committed, that means Christ has sent us to be somewhere at a certain time with our family, at work, with a friend, in prayer. Like Christ is calling us to be there on time. And when we don't, when we don't go to Mass, when we don't go to prayer, when we don't have the difficult conversations because it's l- more convenient not to. It's not just like, oh, I didn't like do what I was supposed to do. I just failed Jesus. And I think you're right that that first place of courage is I'm, I'm going to have the courage to be where I'm supposed to be when I'm supposed to be there. Just show up. And, and I think you know, it sounds so simple, but I really want and encourage people to show up. Mm-hmm. Show up at home. Show up with your kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't have to know what to say. You're like, I don't know what to do. Just show up. Show up in your marriage. Well, I don't know what to say when we're in a fight or in an argument. Just just be there. Like, show up. Like, that's the first step. Because if you don't show up, then nothing happens after that. Mm-hmm. Only bad happens. So if you didn't show up the day you got married, guess what? You don't get married. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and if you don't show up at work, uh, you get fired. Yep. So the first step in courage is showing up. Like we have to just show up. And here's the thing. It's okay to show up not knowing what to do. Yes, because that's every time. That's every time. And people that seem like they know what they're doing, they don't know what they're doing. They just showed up. They're just showing up. And so that's really important for us to be encouraged in that, that the greatest thing that we can do in a moment is just show up. Like show up in the hard situations. Show up at home when you're in an argument. Show up with your kids when they're mad at you. Show up at the game. Show up at work. Show up at church. You're like, oh, I don't know what to do at church. I haven't been to church in 30 years. Show up. Like, like men are really good at following directions. Like, we mm-hmm. just show up. Guess what? You'll learn. Like, yep. like, just show up. And for me, it's like once you start doing that, it's like, it's like there, there becomes a, a crease, right? A, a light, a, a crack. It's like, oh. Yes, I can move forward. And what ends up happening is 
for a lot of men is we don't show up because we're afraid mm-hmm. and we're inadequate, but we don't want to admit that. Yep. So then we just say, well, I don't do that. I don't go yep. to church or I don't talk to my wife that way. Or, you know, I don't believe in that. And, and then we make up all these excuses, but that's all excuses. Yep. Just show up. Like, even if you don't know what to do, because guess what? None of us really do. Right. And I think this is an area where we can really start to test our friendships. Cause like we all want that good brotherly man of God friendship. Right. But like, how do you find it? I think this is a great first place. Cause when you feel, when you feel like not showing up, when you feel that discouragement, reach out to a friend and see if they encourage you to show up or if they agree that you shouldn't show up. Right. That's a good, that's a great test. That's a great test. Cause if, the, if this man's going to tell me, you know what? You don't need to deal with that. Don't show up. Right. You don't need to, then they are not encouraging me. They're not, they are discouraging me. And so I need men in my life that are going to encourage that when I feel discouraged, I call them and then I hang up the phone. I now am ready to show up. Like that's the kind of friendship I need. And that's, that's the encouragement we need instead of mm-hmm. someone who's like, you know what? You're right. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. You know, she's wrong. You know, go away for a week, you know, you need some you time. You need some screw her, right? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, yeah, raising kids is hard. Just go in the woods for a week, you know, just and and I think we need people, you're right, to encourage us to do the right thing and and the right thing is just showing up mm-hmm. in times where we don't, where we 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 feel inadequate to the task. And here's the thing, you guys, is that we we're all there, right? So yep. um there's a lot of moments in my life and marriage and fatherhood and parenthood and i just i don't know what to do in the moment you know so show up and 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 that's the first step and that's that's the encouraging step and even if you're you don't do anything other than that that's the best thing that you can do is show up love it well I'm, i love that first way of growing in courage <laughs> good job i showed up today man you did show up <laughs> and and so do you so do you <laughs> uh, so so uh show up is is the first one uh the second one uh you know, and and they all build upon each other because it, it's all a step in growth. Mm. Uh, the second one is own up, own up, own up, and this is really really difficult for men. This is really difficult for all of us, really men and women. But uh, I'm I'm gonna take the guys here because um, we we our pride. We don't want to own up, and owning up means I admitting I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to say. I I don't have the answers. That's really difficult, right? Um, which is why we don't show up. But when we show up, and then once we show up, it's okay to own up and be like, yeah, I, I don't know. I need to learn. Mm-hmm. I need to grow. I need to figure it out, right? Yeah. And really, you mentioned pride. This is This is what keeps us from owning up because – if I'm more worried about how this situation affects me than anyone else, I won't own up. Right. Right? Because like I don't need to. I'm just going to not own up. But if I actually care about other people more than myself, owning up is very healing for other people. Yeah. You know? So if yep. I just totally messed up, let's say I just did something horrible. If I can articulate it to the person I just hurt, I'm going to heal that person. I'm going to not only reconcile a relationship, but that person will now understand that they have value. Because I just... I just heard that person and made them believe they're not worth loving, right? Or right. not not worth worth loving well. So if I don't own up and I'm just like, well, we just won't talk about it, <clears throat> that person can continue to think that their their value reflects the behavior I just gave them. But if I say, you know what, look, I, no one should ever be talked to the way I just talked to you, and there are a lot of reasons why, you know, I'm angry, whatever else, but none of them are excuses because you deserve better than that. And I'm sorry. And I'm going to do what I need to do to be better. That's owning up. Mm-hmm. That person now has has a, a healing that takes place where if I wouldn't have cared about that person, I would have just walked away. Right. Yeah. You know, own, owning up takes a little bit of um, a lot of courage to, to be self-aware, to understand where we're broken and weak and owning up is like, Hey, I'm sinful. I'm broken. Uh, I'm imperfect and I just need to own up. Uh, I messed up. I need to say, I'm sorry. That's owning up. Right. Mm -hmm. I apologize to my kids probably more than anyone. 
right? <laughs> but it, it's owning up. Like, I totally messed up. I shouldn't have raised my voice. I, mm-hmm. I was wrong, you know, even if I wanted to be right. Um, owning up is, I'm sorry to my wife when I mess up or I didn't do the best I could or, or her expectations were, were different or owning up is, is, uh, it just admitting, I I don't know what to say or do in this moment. Right. And when you're able to own up and there's vulnerability there, there's a real increase of love. Totally. And courage. There, there is a real increase of understanding from the other person of like, man, I'm just glad you're here. Even if you don't know what to do. Just you saying you're sorry, just it makes everything better. Just you saying you don't know what to do in this moment. Wow. Yeah. And it takes a lot of courage to do that. It does. And and that's why there's a there's a counterfeit owning up. I want to call out for a second. Bring it. Here's a counterfeit owning up. Look, we all have struggles, we all have bad days. I had a bad day. I hope you can understand. Right. <laughs> that's not owning up. It's basically excusing what you just did. That's true. <laughs> Right. Like the whole we all have demons things. Right. It's basically saying I'm just like everyone else. There's nothing wrong. Well, yeah. And to go along <laughs> that is, is, is this saying of, well, this is just the way I am. Yes. Right. Right. And I'm not changing. And um, just the way I am is, you know, I'm 6'4. That's just the way I am. I can't change that, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but being mean or, you know, being disrespectful or, you know, yes, I'm imperfect. But owning up is saying, I want to work on that. Yeah. I want to get better at it. I'm yeah. going to try to do it differently, right? Mm-hmm. That's owning up. Yep. Instead of the, you know, the counterfeit of, well, this is just the way I am. Right. You know, everybody. And we all do this, so I'm laughing because it's something we all do. But owning up has more to do with speaking to the value of the person you hurt than trying to excuse the behavior you just did. That's not owning up. Right. Owning up is, I hurt you, and I really don't want to, because you're worth not hurting. Right. And owning up is just like, hey, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I really don't know what to do in this moment. Right. And and if we were if we were to all be honest, uh, life is literally about showing up in moments that we don't know what to do. Yeah, because you've and, literally never done every moment yeah. ever. So <laughs> you know, guess what? I the day I got married, I'd never been married before, and the mm-hmm. next day, I'd only been married one day. Mm-hmm. Right? I've been married. You know, 23 years, guess what? I haven't been married 24. Right. I don't know what next year is going to bring, right? Uh, I have kids this age, but I've never had them that age. We're constantly faced with the unknown and not knowing what to do and figuring it out. And when we can just own up and admit, like, yeah, I'm just, I don't know. That's when we can begin to be moldable in the image of God. Mm -hmm. That's the humility of saying, God, I don't know what to do. Can you show me and teach me? Can you help me? Can your grace pour into me and help me to know what to do? Show me. Right. Yep. And again, the friend test, if you're talking to your friend about a situation and they encourage you to own up, that's a good friend. Yeah. If they say, don't worry about it, you don't need to talk about it. Just, you know, let it go. They'll forget about it. They're, they're big boys. They could take it. Mm-mm. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, a good friend is not only going to push you in the in the building that's burning down to go save the lives, mm-hmm. but they're going to go with you. Right? Yeah. Like, let's do this together. Yeah. Like that's that's courage. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, good, I don't yeah. know how to put out fire. I've, I don't. Yeah. Neither do I. <laughs> but we're we going to figure this out. We're going to figure this out together. Yeah. A good friend right. would say something like, "Look, I know it's going to be hard to face up to what you did, but you really need to make this right. You can do this. Yes. Like that's what a friend says." Right. You can own up to this and you'll be glad you did. Yeah. And I think for men, one of the the hardest things is this word called vulnerability. Like, Mm. you know, the, the, the willingness to, to let someone else know who you really are, what you're thinking or feeling inside. Right. And, um, the greatest threat to vulnerability is risk. The ability to Mm -hmm. risk ourselves, to, to just be humble and admit and owning up is is part of that and and but if we never own up we never grow in courage so our we stop at that point when totally. we don't own up courage stops growing so just know that if you don't show up you don't grow in courage but if you show up and never own up 
the only limit of courage you have is just showing up. But mm -hmm. owning up is where courage begins to grow inside of you, right? Mm -hmm. um, and that's what we want. Like we want to grow in courage, that ability. And owning up heals people. And it, it builds community. It builds up your wife. It builds up your children. It builds up your coworkers. It builds up others. Owning up is a powerful manly tool that if we're not willing to, to face and do, our world will literally be worse. Yeah, absolutely. And so this leads to the next one. Right? I love these. Okay. All right, number three. You remember the first one? Well, yeah. Well, show up. Show up. Then own up. Own up. And the next one is grow up. Mm, you hit me there, Paul George. And grow right up right in the gut is is literally like the evaluation of like what where do I need to grow? Right? So it's no longer like going back to the statement of well, this is just the way I am. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm fifty years old now and I've been doing this my whole life this way. When that becomes our excuse in life, then we stop growing in courage. We stop growing, right? Growing up is not just a teenager thing. It, growing up is not just a young adult thing. Growing up is a is a human condition of constantly growing in the areas of our life where we're lacking or we need more. And so when I say grow, is like what are the areas in my life, your life, <clears throat> the people listening to your life that you, you know that you want to grow in, desire to grow in, or the people who are encouraging you in life are saying you probably need to grow in this area. Yes. Right. So if you don't know how to grow or where to grow, ask the people who love you the most and they'll tell you. Yeah. Yeah. And if they are afraid to tell you, that's your first place is to grow in like <laughs> taking criticism, taking, you know, helpful things. Yeah. Because if people in your, who love you in your life are afraid to tell you where you could grow or like don't want to, it's because when they've tried, you've pushed them away. Pushed them away. Yeah, absolutely. And again, I, I want to really warn against a counterfeit grow up that is very easy not throw up grow up <laughs> a lot of us make a hobby of self-investment that actually goes nowhere hmm. so like we go to the things we read the things we listen to the things but when we evaluate five years ago to now we're pretty much the same our person. behavior is the same right yeah and so we can we can fall into a trap of thinking and I've heard this so many times from like marriages that are struggling or people that are struggling. They say, I've done everything, right? Like we did the counseling. We went to the meetings. We like, there's nothing else to do. Right. And I think that's one of the reasons we like to fall into this little trap is that it's an excuse to not grow up. You know, like I've, I've done all the things and it's not working as if something's wrong with me uniquely in the universe that the things that help everybody grow don't help me grow or they don't solve this problem. Right. But the truth is, growth has less to do with what we're doing, but who we're with. Hmm. Are we with God in a stable way? Are we with friends that challenge us and, and cause us to grow? Just like growth with a, a plant has more to do with the sun and the soil than it does with the plant, right? Like, who we're around mm -hmm. makes us grow. Um, and, and it takes courage to to really evaluate objectively, am I a better person today than I was a year ago? Yeah, I mean, we're the sum of the people we spend the most time with, we hang out mm -hmm. with, who we're, we're influenced by our, our influencers. I mean, plain and simple. And to be honest with you, how easy is it to show up at a, a weekly prayer meeting or a big gathering and just get lost in the crowd and not grow? Right. But then we could tell ourselves we're doing a lot of things. So you want to grow, be around people who are growing. Mm -hmm. You don't want to grow, be around people who don't want to grow, like who don't grow. And, you know, I want to grow because I'm, I want to be better, I want to grow in courage. You know, there's a few ways to kind of evaluate how to grow. Like one is do a self-evaluation. What are areas in my life I want to grow this year? Pick one and, and, and start going at it. Find someone who is growing in that area and meet with them. Yes. You know, someone who can, yes. who can influence in you in that area. Um, and, may, and maybe it's more than one. So, so do self-evaluation. Ask the people closest to you who know you to give you some insight into yourself. If you, if you like, you know, what are those things, you know, and be willing to just accept it. Not as a, not as a, um, a discouragement, but an encouragement, mm -hmm. right? Like I really want to grow. Right. Yeah. And then I always say like, find a mentor or a coach to help you grow in that area, you know? So 
you know, if I'm lacking in certain areas of my life, it's like, who can help me grow in that area? Who, who, who could, you know, speak encouragement for me into that area? Yeah. And I, I found for me a helpful little phrase to kind of reach out to ask that from someone is, um, let's say like it's uh, I started this in writing, like in school, like I, I would write something, get someone to proofread it. I would say, what do you think the strongest thing is? And what do you think the weakest thing is? Mm. So if we could say that about ourselves, like, to a coworker, maybe like, what do you think is my greatest strength in this job? What do you think is the biggest growth area? So just two simple things, because you can focus on the strength and invest in that. You can also focus on your growth area and where you need to grow. You can do this in your marriage, like as a husband, wife, where do you think, what is my strongest quality as a husband? And where do you think is the weakest that I could grow in? And just let her be honest. And you don't need a big tirade. You don't need a, big, a whole, you didn't have to start a fight. You see what I'm saying? Right. Like just simple, my strength and my main weakness. And that's really all we can focus on at one time. And one of the things I do with my kids is they got in order is I'll ask them that question. What is an area that I can grow in as a, as a parent mm-hmm. and man, you know, that takes some courage. It does. Uh, but, uh, man, what's my choice, right? Right. <laughs> uh, my choice is to not show up and not own up. Yeah. And I do that really well. Right. We can very naturally just it's very comfortable to not show up or own up or grow up. It's very comfortable. It's Why? much easier to the same not. as Adam. He just <laughs> right. didn't show up and own up. And then you right. He didn't show up. And then when asked, he didn't own up. Right. Right. So the opposite, if, to put it in like very simple layman's terms, the opposite of courage is comfort. Yeah. It's just being like really comfortable in like not doing anything, right? Not but, running yeah. into the, the building. But the world and the church depends on courage. Right. Like it's not an extra, it's not an added bonus. It's mm-hmm. not, oh, these are really special people. Yeah. I used to have a friend of mine who, you know, lots of kids and professional and, I mean, you know, he would say like, he, you know, long day of work, he's tired and, you know, he'd show up at home and, you know, before he would open up the garage door, like he would just pray and take some deep breaths and. He said, you know, a lot of days it felt like he was running in t- at home, like running into a building on fire, mm-hmm. right? Just chaos and homework and food and crying kids and lots <laughs> of questions and people want money. You know, like it was just mm-hmm. – and he'd just say he would just pray and take a deep breath and be like, Lord, just help me run into that building today, right? Mm-hmm. Like just show up, you know, own up when, you, when you, you're struggling and uh, – and then begin to grow up. All right, when we come back, we're going to get to the fourth and final, final point. It's Paul and Adam. We'll be right back. (laughs) The Paul George Show is made possible in part by our partners at Solidarity HealthShare. Solidarity is the Catholic solution to the healthcare problem. Are you paying too much for your healthcare cost? Solidarity HealthShare is a healthcare sharing ministry which provides an ethical way to fund healthcare costs while protecting and practicing our Catholic beliefs. Best yet, Solidarity HealthShare's members are exempt from the fines and penalties in the Affordable Care Act. Visit SolidarityHealthShare.org. That's SolidarityHealthShare.org. Welcome back to the show. Paul and Adam talking Art of Living, the Art of Courage. I'm so encouraged today. I'm ready to (laughs) rock and roll. I do want to encourage you. Uh, how can I encourage you in your life today? You have. I mean, this show is encouraging. <laughs> well, you can encourage me as well. And and look, all of us, we need that encouragement uh, in our lives. We're talking about courage and discouragement, and we all deal with it. We all mm-hmm. deal with discouragement. And discouragement just comes from this sense of inadequacy, this sense of we don't know what we're doing, and, and that's all of us, mm-hmm. right? Or how to do it, or if we have what it takes, or have enough, or... We're, we're adequate for the task or we're, you know, good enough or beautiful enough, whatever the case. Or other be. people's stuff, you know, that discourages us too. I mean, think about in the church, how many of us have been discouraged in the past few years right. because of other people's sins. And, and that, you know, discouragement has a lot of sources, but it has the same effect. It immobilizes us. Yeah. Oof. Absolutely. So we really want to encourage each other because that, mm-hmm. that builds courage in us, you know, so... The four points we're at, we're on the fourth one, but uh, to review is uh, show up. Show up. Own up. Own up. Grow up. Grow up. So if you're listening on the radio and uh, 
and you're just tuning in, you can go back and listen to the podcast. You can share the podcast with people, discovertheartofliving.com. You can find the podcast on SoundCloud, Google Play, iTunes. Search the Paul George Show and uh, share it with us. So the fourth one is live up. Live up. You like how I, I kind of did They're the all ups. They're all ups. Because we want to move forward. We want to be yeah. encouraged. Yeah. Don't want to be a downer. Show up. Own up, grow up, and live up. And live here, up. And this, this is the, this is, this is what we've really been talking about: is getting to this place. And live up is this, is stepping into the person that God's created you to be, like living up to the man that God had created you to be, and and stepping into that, um, living up to the woman that God created you to be, the husband, the wife, the parent, the young adult um, that God created you to be, but to live. To live up to that is you have to have people in your life who encourage you, right? You know, some of the best moments in, in my marriage is when my wife tells me to believe in something that I can't do, right? Mm-hmm. Or I feel like I can't do. Yeah. I just need to hear it. Yeah. Right? And there's nothing wrong with you. That's how human beings are designed. We were not designed to live on an island where we have all the confidence in the world and can get everything done. Right. We're designed to encourage one another. Our friend tells me. But here's what I find in marriage is that, is that because we're so insecure in our marriage or so dis- we discourage each other. Yeah. Like we actually tear each other down. Yeah. We don't. Sometimes not even on purpose. Not even on purpose. We don't encourage each other because it's like, ah, oh, let's just all in this marriage live in discomfort together. Let's let's live in comfort together, right? Mm-hmm. Not encourage. So we don't want to really help each other get better, or or we're we're hurt, mm-hmm. and so we tear each other down, or you know. But when you build an encouragement into your relationships, that's when the relationship begins to really take off, and we all need that in our life. And so to live up to the husband wife we want to be, to live up into the marriage we want to have, or the parenthood, or uh, as a single person or whatever the case may be, to live up to who God created us to be, we've got to have people in our life who encourages us. Yeah. Well, and I would offer just a little tip on the live up that's been helpful to me is you have to be able to articulate in very few words what the heart of the life that God is calling you to live is. Because if you can't articulate what it means to be a husband what it means to be a father, like what's the heart of that, then you will not be able to live up to it because you don't know what it is, hmm. right? Like like it, if I'm ordained a deacon in two months, like what is the heart of the diaconate? What does it really mean to be a good deacon? If I can't articulate that in a few words, I will not be able to live up to it because I don't know what it is, Right. right? So all of us are called, like you said, to live a life that God has planned for us, a purpose that God has designed for us, if we're not in touch with it enough to where we can articulate in a few words the heart of what God is asking us to do, we can't live up to it. Mm. And we're going to feel that tension. We're going to feel that tension that, like, I am not who God wants me to be. But I think the f- one of the biggest blocks to that is I don't really know who God wants me to be. I don't understand it. I can't articulate it. And the inadequacy, the insecurity that comes from that is just deafening and discouraging, you know? Yeah. And, you know, living up doesn't mean that there's this standard that we can't live up to. Live up means move forward, mm-hmm. you know, move forward into the person God's calling you to be, right? And um, because your identity in Christ as a man or a woman, as a son or daughter, um, divine filiation um, is is huge. It that's living up. It's not living up to saying, "Hey, go make millions." That's not what I'm talking or about. Or get everything right. Get everything right or be perfect. Living up means stepping into your identity. Mm-hmm. The when, core of who you are. The yeah. core of who you are. And so, not only do you need encouragement from other people to remind you who you are, but you need encouragement from God in prayer and the sacraments to remind you of who you are. Because here's the deal. When all else fails, say I have the worst day as a husband and father and at work and Nothing changes one reality. I'm God's son. Mm -hmm. And when I know that, when I know that, I'm still living up to who God called me to be, even in my darkest failure. And and you're touching right now on the power of Christianity, is that 
it's not about me getting everything right. It's about me being faithful to who God's calling me to be with him as his follower, right? So, like, the goal of the Christian life is not making no mistakes. The goal of the Christian life is being living up to who we are in Christ Jesus. Right, exactly. That's it. And we're going to make tons of mistakes, but we can live up to it. All right, I'm going to be that guy, the counterfeit guy. There's a counterfeit living up. Okay. The counterfeit living up is that the vocation I have, I busy myself with all kind of busyness about this vocation or about the things that God has asked me to do and neglect the heart of it. And Jesus called the Pharisees out on this, right? Like you strain the gnat but swallow the camel. This is always a temptation that if God's calling me to be a priest or religious or a married person, whatever, I will fill my life with things that aren't the core of it so that I can, at the end of the day, say, I've done, look, I've done so much, hmm. right? Like I've, I've given my heart to this, you know? But the thing is, we really didn't. The reverse is actually true. If we do give ourselves to the heart of it, then all that other stuff will either get done or done badly or whatever, but it doesn't really matter. Right. Because the heart of it is lived well. Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. And the heart of it is resting in the reality of who we are. Mm-hmm. Living up to who God created us to be is resting in the reality of being his son and daughter. Right. Yeah. And we can only do that in prayer it takes and the courage. sacraments. And having the right people encouraging us, you know, in that in that mm-hmm. reality. So I'm going to add a fifth. A bonus? A bonus. I'm going to, I'm do just going to do it. So you get, do it. you get the bonus fifth, you know, so, you know, is that okay? I think that's great. All right. So the bonus fifth, so we have show up, own up, grow up and live up. Mm-hmm. And the fifth one is get up. Get and, up. Yeah. And here it is. We're, we're going to fail. We're going to fall. And that doesn't define us. And so at the end of the day, courage is about getting up again. It's just about getting back up, right? And then repeating the process. Show up, own up, grow up, live up. Mm-hmm. Get up, right? So today I'm going to fail in some way, shape, or form. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to pass up someone who I should have helped, and I'm going to say something I regret, or I'm not going to do things perfectly today. I, I, you know, it, And some days are better than others, right? But... If if my failure, Adam, defined me, then I'm done. Yeah. If we're defined by our failures, then we're all toast, right? But we're not. We're not defined by our failures. And so that's why what's important is that our failure doesn't define us, that we get up. We get up and we do it again. We step up, we show up, we and we, we go at it again. That's courage, right? Mm-hmm. That's courage. Uh, it's it's losing the battle, but continuing to fight the war. Like it, it's just we can't be defined by our failure. Yeah, because if you are a courageous person, you will be knocked down. Like this is what happens to brave people. 100%. They go into the burning building. You're gonna have a beam fall on you. You're gonna, you know, if you go into the woods, you're gonna get bit by a snake. I don't know. Whatever analogy helps for you. But like if you live the courage we're all called to live, you will get hit. St. Paul was shipwrecked, stone. Um, I mean, it didn't work out for him. You will be knocked down. So the get up is essential because I can be a courageous man today, but will I be one tomorrow and the next day? Because it will hurt to be a man of courage. Yeah. And if I define myself by my failure, which we do, listen, we do it. Like, you know, when, you know, if I, if I have a, a, a parenting failure, you know, my first reaction is I am such a horrible parent, right? Like I begin to define myself by that failure. Like I get so discouraged in it, mm-hmm. right? Um, and and then I just begin to beat myself up, right? And then I could just sit in that and just not get back up and, and just kind of quit and be like, I'm just not good at this, you know? So then I don't show up. I don't own up. You know, I don't grow up. I don't live up mm-hmm. because I never get up, Yeah. right? And so... The reality is, is we're all going to mess up and, um, you know, we just need to get back up. And that, and that what, what this is, is this is not a linear approach to courage. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's circular, right? It, it's, yeah. we, we go through this process over and over again through these, these five. I'm glad you said the process because I'll offer a counterfeit get up and that is just keep on trucking. 
Right. White Keep on trucking is not getting up. Because part of the getting up is to process what has happened to you. You know, like if I go into the burning building and got hit by a beam. It's like watching film. Exactly. Right? Like in a game. Before you get back in the game, you have to process what happened, how it affected you. You need to recuperate. Like you shouldn't play a football game every single day of the week, but on Sunday, you know, and you have practice. You need to rest, recuperate, analyze, process before you show up again. Otherwise, you're going to get, your tank is going to die, right? But you're going to become useless to everybody. Right. Getting up does not mean you just white knuckle it, grin and bear it, and just hope it all works out. It means that you have a process where you're, I mean, it's really the resurrection. Like you've, you've gone through it, you've gotten the licks, and you recuperate. You let God pick you up, and then you get back in the game. Right, and this is what repentance is. It's a self-reflection on where we messed up. And mm-hmm. asking forgiveness, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's a sorrow. And then there's a, okay, I, my plan, my plan is to not do that again. Yeah. Right? Don't we say that? Yeah. Help me to sin no more. <laughs> right? And, and contrition. And look, if you white knuckle it, you're not only going to do it again, you're going to do it worse. Worse. If exactly. If you chew out your kids, you know, and you go off the handle, and that night you're like, man, I shouldn't have done that. I'm just going to, but you don't process it. You don't repent. The next day you're going to do it again. Or you just say they deserved it. Right. You know, so I think you're right. And, you know, when you lose a game or even win a game, you watch the film on how you can get better and then you get back up. Right. So, man, this has been a really, really good, good topic. I'm encouraged. I like this. I hope you're encouraged. All right. So can you remember them? Because you don't have them written down. I do. They're written in my heart, Paul. What are they? Show up. Own up. Grow up. Live up. And get up. Yeah. Those are good. The courage cycle, if you will. The courage cycle, if you will. So thanks, everyone, uh, for listening in. This is actually uh, the last week to this week sign up for the marriage conference. Yes, do it. Uh, go to discovertheartofliving.com. Click Married. It's a one-day marriage conference in Lafayette, St. John the Cathedral. Um, and would this, be, would this be painting a broad stroke to say, Paul, the real purpose of this conference is to encourage couples? Yes. It's, it's to encourage you in your marriage, you like, you know, so we're all at different places, but we're all married if you're married, you know, and it's just to encourage you wherever you are. It's to encourage you in your marriage. And if you're not investing in your marriage, like, man, you're missing the mark on your vocation. So, um, you know, just show up like, mm-hmm. honestly, like that's the first step. Just show up. Even if you don't know how to work out some of the things in your marriage, or you don't know what to do or how to grow, just show up and let the day just encourage you to be better. So, Um, Thanks, everyone, for listening. Share the podcast um, on iTunes, Google Play. Uh, You can support the show, help us to keep going. Um, And thanks, everyone. Keep us in your prayers, and we'll pray for you. And we'll see you next week. God bless you.